Hey, what's up? It's Joseph. I want to thank you for tuning in this week to Try Podcast. This week, I revisited some of the revelation that Yahweh has given me as it pertains to the presence of God, as it pertains to face-to-face encounters with Him, and, and hopefully maybe bringing that out of the mystic world and into some of the practical daily um, application of a face-to-face encounter with God because uh, I think that sometimes we try to reserve that for the preachers or the the ones that seem to have more revelation when really the face-to-face encounter the the relationship with God is exactly what he uh, wanted to have with us from the very beginning every one of God's people and so he re- he desires to reveal his ways to us through divine wisdom and we explored some of this through the the dream that Jacob had in Bethel when he laid his head down on a rock and um, when he woke up he said surely the Lord was in this place so anyways there's plenty here there's a lot that we that we unpacked this week and I hope that it really really blesses you like it's blessed me Um, and I hope that this is just something that encourages and edifies and strengthens you in your walk anyways we love you be blessed I'm telling you, he's going to impart some things. Speak some things. You won't even know where to go with it. <laughs> It'll just be something that you will be required to sit with for a minute. One of the things that I think that the church kind of, not not this church, but churches in general, the, the American church, fails to do is they fail, they fail to acknowledge the prophetic voice in the house. Because it becomes this mystic, you know, out there, and really, usually they do that just to get a prophet up there to say something kind of spooky or on a guitar to sound a little different, so you know we're not religious, but there's no change uh, associated with that. There's no aim shift, and really what a, a prophetic voice should be in a house is one who is a seer. We're all prophets, we're all seers, but there are people that are anointed and gifted and called. Uh, I believe Benjamin is one of the, I think he's he is the one currently, and I think there's many, but that that are able for this house to see, to be a seer into uh, what is to come. And what's the point of that is that is that we need to, uh, it's my job to sit there and, and kind of mine out what's for today and what we need to do, but it's to fix our aim according to that word. It's to, the, the word of reformation, changing uh, our, our current aim at a target and moving it towards the main target. And so when Benjamin gives prophetic words, I, um, you know, I listen anytime there's a prophetic word, but Benjamin has been brought to me and brought to this house because he has a, a vision he's able to see for this house. And so recently he brought this word and I, and I want to, I, I believe he's, there was a lot that was spoken for him individually that Yahweh is speaking to. And that's one of the hardest things is trying to get what is for me and what is for this house. And, you know, and you just are hearing it all different ways. But I believe what what Yahweh spoke to Benjamin and what he revealed to him about something that we can kind of fix our gaze, fix our aim to, is he started to, he saw this vision, Benjamin, last week, if you were here, you know this, but he saw this vision, and in this vision, he saw the the cloud of witnesses. He saw, you know, F. Nolan Ball and Al Cobb and Tom Nicholson and, and Bill Quick and so many that came before us 
um, that, that really established some things in this land and, um, and, and did it amazingly. But he saw them handing me and this tribe uh, a blueprint for what is to come. And in doing that, he said that as it was being handed, what he heard about me and what he heard about this house is Jacob generation. Now, we've heard this a million times. The Jacob generation, and Apostle Paul used to prophesy over us, the Jacob generation. And, and we hoorahed and, and didn't really jump into what that really meant. And, and I believe that this is, and it sounds simple on the surface, if you take a deep dive, it's very profound, but it is those who seek his face. Those that are constantly seeking the face of Yahweh. And so he, so he hears, he, he sees them giving me this blueprint. And on the blueprint, he actually gets to see what it is. And all it says on there is ways. Not ways like the app. There's no directional thing here. It's just his ways. And that was, that was about it. Is there anything that I could add to that? Oh, I can. So you missed it. Is that when he handed it to me... Yahweh was saying, and, and the cloud of witnesses were saying, speaking that, we trust you with this. <laughs> See, sometimes people are like, well, that's a little weird and spooky and out there. and dreamy. What, what, what is the kingdom of God if it's not supernatural? If it's not spiritual and, and somewhat mystic and somewhat unfounded and, and, and just wild. If, it, if it's not, if you don't have a grid for that, you don't have a grid for kingdom. You have a grid for church. And there's a big difference in the two. And I just don't want to be have insight and knowledge about the Bible and amen those things. And that was crazy that that happened in their day. And then come into my day and be like, well, that was beautiful what happened in their day. No, the time is now. There, is, there are things that are meant to be imparted, and His will is not completed on this earth. And we are here as vessels for that glory to flow. So I want to be the one that says, yes, send me, speak through me. What do I need to do? And keep my eyes and ears open to, to, to do what I'm supposed to be here on the earth and not just be wasted space. And that might be harsh, but I, that, that's what this tribe is about. We, I, I'm all about the encouraging word of Yahweh because it's encouraging. But what's encouraging to me and what brings me hope is that my will and my, or not my will, my purpose on this planet is not complete because I'm breathing. <laughs> that you cannot check out. You can't do it. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. If you have breath, guess whose breath that is. If you have breath, who in here has breath? Bad if someone that raised their hand. But if you have breath, you are the answer. You are not done. This is just as important for you as it is for the preacher up on stage or the musicians that are playing the songs. The prophetic was not, is not reserved for some of those that are just a little bit more mystic than you. The face-to-face is not meant to be so obscure that we can't inherit it and, and live it. It's actually what Yeshua was sent on this planet to redeem. The cool-of-the-day garden-walking relationship. It is not for people that just tend to see the kingdom a little bit better than you. 
It's not for those that just seem to be the righteous and seem to be the pure and seem to be the ones that have the most revelation. That is so obscure and or so wrong and so um, perverted by the church, by the preachers and the people that try to make it seem like high and mighty and congregation members. That is not what this thing is about. And there's anointing that can be put on people to be able to speak. I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm being, because of Him in me and what He's called me to, I can articulate some things. But that in no way doesn't mean I'm not still walking through some of the same stuff that you are. And this, this word, this revelation can come to and through you and should as well. Whether you have a platform to speak like this, you have a platform to speak. And you have a platform to live. You have a platform for your being to be His being in the world and the culture around you to see the kingdom within you. It is, it is absolutely the role of a believer, of a aman, a com, a one that has come into covenantal agreement with Yeshua. It is your role, not mine, not just mine. I am called to be a leader in this house, but I'm not called to bring your expression of the kingdom to this culture. You are. And that's amazing. It's not, this is not a heavy, like, oh, gosh, he just, no, I'm saying, let's wake up and realize there should be an expression. There should be this face to face. So we are the Jacob generation, those who seek his face, and he's entrusting us with his ways. (laughs) With his nature, with the essence of his being who he actually is you know who else got that yeshua that's who he sent to the planet to represent the father and now through yeshua within us we're able to do the same things and as yeshua says even greater things but if we walk in this false sense of humility and say well you know we're just sinners saved by grace and you know one day we'll get to heaven. You, come on. I don't believe, I don't think anybody in here believes that and would ever say they believe that. And, and, and they believe that, that we are sinners saved by grace. But they don't stop there. And there's an ongoing expression. I believe that everybody here in this room, whether you're new here or you, you, you've been here your entire life, believes that. There's a difference between believing as the world believes and believing as Yahweh puts into motion. So when you say you believe, I'm not asking you if you know that to be true. I'm asking if you're activating it in your world. And that is where I think we can stop short. So we've been given this blueprint of His ways. What does that look like? Lord God save me. I have absolutely no idea. We'll wait for uh, prophetic word number two for that one. Coming next week, y'all get ready. Benjamin's going to bring the word again. No pressure, Ben. I cannot look at that because I do trust Benjamin. And I know he, I know people probably think about Benjamin that he's sitting around all the time seeing all these prophetic words and he's just, Benjamin really doesn't come to me with prophetic words often. And I said this last week. It doesn't really matter about the words necessarily that are spoken. It's about the presence that you'll first recognize. People don't really care about what you're saying to them. They can feel it on you. They can immediately sense it. When Benjamin walked into my office, immediately I knew this is, this is the word of the Lord. That's all I needed to know. You can say pancakes after that. It's the word of the Lord. And if that is the word of the Lord, amen. But 
But he came in and he and he spoke he spoke those words to him and he started talking and Benjamin was everywhere and I, I didn't really get most of it but it was so it was the Lord was in that the Lord was in that place and so and so I say yes and amen and I don't take it lightly that he's handing us his ways because of that I've been reading over and over the the dream of Jacob this is where Yahweh's brought me back to it and, and some of what even um, Jess was talking about these promises. She told us this morning, she's like, we have these promises fulfilled and we need to not forget some of these promises. And so this is what I could call our scripture of those that have been here, our certain place scripture. And I, and I, I just see secrets in this this morning, so I might be rambling all morning. I might already have been rambling all morning, but I can promise you I will stop eventually. That's the only promise I have for you this morning. <clears throat> So I'm going to read this out of Genesis 28, verse 10. It says this. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a... And so he came to a... And stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that, of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed. Then he dreamed. And let me just say this, because this, is, this might be one of the more cliche statements I make, if I haven't already done enough this morning. But this is, this is probably something that is preached all the time and that you've heard. And from that statement, you come preach a message from it. But to me, I feel the need this morning to say that the only way you're ever going to dream about anything is if you have the ability to rest. Physically, you don't dream unless you're resting. Your body is in a state of rest. Now, you can daydream, but your body is in a state of rest. That's why people get in trouble at work and school and stuff like that. Because it's obvious, you're daydreaming. But I feel so many times we have gotten ourselves into a place of, because possible seems attainable, we stop the dreaming and we just go with the good ideas. And we're never in a place of rest long enough to see something that is heavenly, that is a completely different aspect, that is a completely different angle of a situation that, that you didn't think there was an answer to, that you didn't think that there was a solution to. And oftentimes we settle for way less. That might have been a good idea. And we miss the greatness of a dream. So then he dreamed because he was able to rest. Let me jump over here to, to Matthew. This is Matthew 11, verse 25, out of the Passion Translation. Then Jesus said, exclaimed, Father, thank you, for you are Lord, the supreme ruler over heaven and earth. The, let, me, let me say, for this, I'm, I've stopped in the middle of this dream because I want to talk about rest so that we can step into dreams. This is how we get that rest. Yeshua explained, uh, uh, describes it pretty clearly here. Then Jesus exclaimed, Father, thank you for you are Lord, the supreme ruler over heaven and earth. And you have hidden the great revelation of your authority from those who are proud and wise in their own eyes. Wise in their own eyes. For those who are proud and wise in their own eyes. Instead, you have shared it with these who are humble themselves, who humble themselves. Yes, Father, your plan delights your heart. 
as you've chosen this way to extend your kingdom, by giving it to those who become like trusting children. Not the preachers. <laughs> yes, Father, your plan delights your heart. As you've chosen, He chose this way. This is how He says, He's chosen this way to extend your kingdom. By giving it to those who become trusting children. Now look at this flip. You have entrusted me. Because we are like trusting children. He then entrusts us, entrusts Yeshua, entrusts the Christ within us. You have entrusted me with all that you are and all that you have. No one fully and intimately knows the Son except the Father. And no one fully and intimately knows the Father except the Son. But the Son is able to unveil the Father to anyone He chooses. Listen to the, what's all wrapped up in that. No one fully and intimately knows the Son except the Father. So you remember whenever we read out of Proverbs and Solomon talking about, don't think for a minute you know it all. This is one of my biggest ways of keeping myself tender towards Yeshua, keeping myself tender towards uh, Yahweh, and really keeping myself tender towards the kingdom. Is any time that there's, that there's any kind of revelation or I feel like I have something figured out, I've learned to just offer that one right back up to Him because I have no idea. And it gives me this ability to just lay into the Holy Spirit and be guided completely by Him and His wisdom. No one fully and intimately knows the Son except for the Father, and no one fully and intimately knows the Father except the Son. But the Son is able to unveil the Father to anyone He chooses. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to Me. How do we find the rest? We come to Him. This is those who seek His face. This is the Jacob generation. This is, I will review, how we come into a practical, real, everyday lifestyle, face-to-face -face relationship with Yahweh, with Yeshua, really. And He reveals the Father. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to Me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. That is, come to Me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my... What did He give us a blueprint for? Lord, please restore the vigor of their youth. Y'all didn't hear me on that one. Learn my ways. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, Easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Doesn't mean that there's no yoke. It doesn't mean that there's no burden. It just means that it's light and you were designed to carry it. Such a beautiful thing. So we have got to, as a people, come into a place of rest. And I'm talking every single part of our lives. There, there cannot be that red tape thing. Because we want Yeshua to come in and invade our situation financially. 
please don't come in to look at my addictions. I want Yahweh to heal my body, but please don't touch my marriage. Don't reveal the hidden things within that situation. I, I want Yahweh to bless me with revelation. But I don't want you to come and purify my heart. And, and there's a, there is not, that is not how this thing works. So he's not going to come and bless one area and let you hold red tape on another. And when you keep, or you keep crying out for more in an area, keep crying out for my financial situation is I'm back in debt again. I know you got me out 17,000 times before, but I'm back in debt again. Please, 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 please. And he's like, that's a need we can take care of. All the gold and the silver is mine, but you need a little bit of wisdom first. But this area right here that you want to keep in the dark, if you'll let me touch that, we can work on this. But it's not going to happen one without the other. I know it for myself. It, it does not happen. There is not, this, this is the cistern talk. Remember the revelation of the cisterns? That he is not, unless you want to turn off the cisterns, the, uh, the reserve tank, just in case, remember no other options. He is the source. He is the absolute source in every single situation of our lives. So, let me see if I can get back into this thing. He lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed. Face-to-face looks like this. I'm going to review it fairly quickly. And this is not, understand that, I stay away from this whole protocol thing. Because Revelation isn't meant to, like, put laws on you. Revelation is meant to give you some kind of directional guide to step into and make things way easier and and give you opportunity. And for me, this face-to-face thing has been revealed to me through this process of the the term attunement. It's It's a scientifical term. Scientifical? Is that even a word? Ooh, wow, Cer- certainly sounded like I should be one to deliver this word. <laughs> Lord, touch that area of my life. <laughs> Scientific term uh, that's really, it's used, it's used for adoption, but uh, as, as baby Asher has revealed recently, it's also for, for biological, it's, it's, Basically, the term is is meant to, to talk about how a child starts to look like their parents, whether they're from their blood or they're not. It all has to do with the literal facial expressions that they're constantly watching. It has to do with the, 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 the nearness and the closeness to them can start to change even the rhythm of their heart, the way things work within their body. It, it can change some things that they might have a, a, a predisposition to. It all... It, all about attunement, that your body literally starts to mimic the one that you're constantly staring at. And I say that about Asher's because David told me the other day that um, everybody started to say, Asher's looking so much more like Jess these days. And he's like, gosh, it's that attunement thing. Haven't been around as much. And I told him, I said, well, I've been staring at pictures of Brad Pitt and it's just, there comes a point where it just doesn't work. What was yours, Chris Simsworth? Okay, cool. But attunement, this is what the face-to-face reality was supposed to start to take. This is what he wants. When he wants you to come and just to sit, is he wants you to see things like he sees things. He wants you to have his eyes, his perspective, his expression of him in this earth. 
the number one most difficult part of this whole secret place. We got it. We, the, the secret place is, is almost too, too mystic for people, even though it's throughout the Bible. But it, it, the face-to-face, the just getting alone, whatever you want to call it. But this secret place, lifestyle, one of the most difficult things in our day that was not present in Yeshua's day is the distractions. The, the constant, constant distractions. I find myself, I've been in times, and I'll just go ahead and put this one out here, is that I've found myself in times I will be at a stoplight and feel like I need to pull my phone out to scroll through an ESPN thing. That's just me. I'll find ways. I can't just sit there for a minute without needing to scroll through my phone, read a book, do something to occupy my time. There's not just this sitting. And you know what that is? Holiness. Holiness means being set apart holy unto Him. Peripoesis. Finding times to shut off every other influence in situation, even if right then doesn't mean you're going to get the answer you want or that you're just immediately going to be rewarded with this amazing presence that just floods this room and everything changes. He wants you to just sit for a minute. Just stop for a minute and give a moment of your time to Him. Not out of law, out of opportunity. It's not that you're going to be in trouble because you didn't do that. It's because you are a son and a daughter of the King, and He wants to flow through you. And what a great opportunity, because He wants to trust you. So quiet and holiness. Now the second thing is that He reveals Himself. Let's read the rest of this Jacob dream. 12 said, Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to the heaven, and there were angels, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. This is what Regina was singing, what I mentioned this morning. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Let me stop there for just a second. What does Yahweh do? He comes, immediately reveals himself in this dream. He says, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. See, this is a this is a testy spot in this face to face reality, in this in this actual uh, process of the secret place. We stop, we become holy. All of a sudden, Yahweh starts to reveal Himself to us in a mighty, powerful way. He reveals Himself to us. He says, "You have no need. You have no want. You don't need anything. I am your source. I am the God Almighty. 
commander of angel armies. He starts to reveal His loving kindness to you. He starts to reveal Himself through promises and revelation. And what happens in this place is everybody wants to go and share and tell about what Yahweh is and who He is and all the promises that are coming to me and all these great things and it's amazing and it's awesome. And what it does is you don't learn to be still and to just know that He is God. You don't learn to just take that thing, write it down, and, and, and hold it dear to your heart. There's a practical aspect of when you speak something, do you realize that you're constantly, right away, challenged by that word? I mean, it, it, it's, it is uncanny to the point where a lot of people don't even want to speak a word because the last thing I want to do is say, I'm a man of rest, and then have a week of I can't sleep. <laughs> Yahweh has called me healthy, and now I'm in the hospital for the next two weeks. Yahweh says that He's going to restore my marriage and now I'm at the brink of divorce. What is, what is this? Why would that happen? Well, the Bible actually is clear that it says that trials come because of the Word. This isn't a bad thing. This is actually proof that the Word is true. But what Yahweh does is he, he wants to give you these promises, allow you to sit with them with Him, who is, the, who, who, who is the one who gave them, created them, created you, knows every aspect of your being, and says, sit here and let the Word work. You don't have to release it. As soon as you release that Word, you're subject to the trials that come. If you'll let me equip you for a little bit, if you'll let me reveal some more things to you, you will be strong enough. You will have all the things that you need wrapped up within that Word so that even when you declare clear it, you'll look at these trials and tribulations as absolute proof that the Word is right, and you'll know I have everything within that Word that I need to, to, to overcome. So He reveals Himself. This is where I feel like so many people get up there, they throw their Word out there, they get challenged, I get ups and downs, I get text messages from people, I've had guys that have walked with me. Uh, in this house that I that I just had such hope for, but it's when those those texts, I don't know why it is, it, they start to, I get texts that their life is so difficult, please pray for me, and the next moment is, Yahweh is this and that, and here's the revelation, and turn to Matthew, you know, 7, and, and look at Isaiah 36, and he's doing this, and he's blah, 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 you mind if I give a word on Sunday, can I pray over this person, you know, I want to give into this, I want to do all these things, I see myself as this person one day to help support the ministry, and I know that these are all these kinds of things, and the next thing you know, they weren't ready to, to handle all the trials that are going to come with that declaration. So the third thing that takes place is He reveals us. Revelation light comes in through His goodness. And sometimes His goodness looks like a lot of chaos in our lives because He's going to reveal some things that need to be revealed. He's going to conceal some things that need to be concealed. Maybe your, uh, your, your talents need to be concealed for a while. And maybe some kind of issues that you're dealing with need to be revealed for a little while. And those places are still His goodness. And fourth, He wants to do all of this through a purifying process because He wants to reveal Himself through us. He's revealing His ways. The blueprint of His ways. Please, please, please. I, I hope it's not, but I sense the vibe as this is this is gets to be almost sleeper, methodical. One, two, three, four. The, I, I believe that this is part of the blueprints of His ways. This is the face-to-face -face process that He doesn't take you through just the first time. He constantly is taking us through it. What takes place 
when what was used to be seemingly reserved for just a few starts to become the culture of a tribe. When there used to be a few that were just filled and on fire and excited and seemed so... wanted that face-to-face reality, wanted to walk with Him in the cool of the day, started to look like Him, and they were the spark and the fire to let everybody else hold on. Not change, we know that's not true, but just hold on. Get fire a little bit on Sunday, maybe on a Wednesday night if I decide to come, and get a little bit of fire so that I can make it through the rest of the time when really He designed us to burn all burn face-to-face reality that we all look like Him. And I believe that this ways... He's, he's, he gave it to me, and I'm going to take it and I'm giving it to this tribe. This is not meant to be reserved. This is meant to be reserved for the Jacob generation. He wants us to be able to see and dream way more vast than we ever have before. Something that happened, and I, I'm going to give an announcement, and, and I, I'm going to wrap this up real quick. There's so much more I want to say about this, but I will not depart from the, the foundational, faithful things that we have got to do to experience this greatness that's coming. An announcement is December 5th. December 5th, Bryn Waddell is coming to speak to us, which is awesome. If you don't know the story, if you don't know the story of this, we have given... Brent is the one we gave $80,000 just out of nowhere. Still hurts a little bit. Out of our need. Because remember what I told you, told you today is I want, I, want to, I want to give my need as an offering. And the reason I want to give my need as an offering is because I want the ability to rest and dream. I want to know 100% he's got this place. He's got this tribe. He's got this people. He's got the generations. And I don't need to sit around and worry and not be in rest. And He gave us a way to do that. And that was to take an offering as if we were giving into the rebuild of this place and offer it to someone else that we don't really know that well. And it wrecked Bryn. But He he also gave me the time is now. In that time, He gave me this word, the time is now. I'm not going to read it right now, but I would. We at our house rehearsed this word. Eva has it by her by her bed, not because her husband spoke it, because she doesn't even think that. She sees that as a vessel thing. But he gave us this word, the time is now. I spoke it to Bryn, and then I told him about the check we were sending him, and it rocked him. Well, Bryn recently texted me and said, hey, brother, and I, I did not, like I would love for Bryn to come and speak to us, and I just think that you would like that to be able to see the man that you gave into and all that kind of stuff. But, but I was not going to be like, hey, we're giving you this check. Will you please come speak to us? I just gave you 80 grand, man. Like, <laughs> there you go. You got to come. No, I, so I didn't, I didn't want it, there to be any strings attached. I, didn't want, I, just, I knew we were to give. So we gave. We didn't say anything. Bryn texted me um, a couple weeks, maybe a week ago, and, and just said, hey, brother, is there anything coming up soon that would prevent me from just coming? And I said, I'm not looking to minister, I'm not looking to do, I don't want anything needs to be said, or I just want to come very quickly, and if I can just stand up in front of that people for a second and look them in the eyes, just to say two words, thank you. I, I have to, I need to. And I said, man, we have fall festival uh, here in a couple weeks, other than that, we're wide open, and he texted me two days ago and said, December 5th, flights are paid for, hotel rooms booked, and I will be there. 
And I said, well, if you're going to come with a thank you, might as well come with a word as well. And uh, uh, anyways, but he said he would, he would love to. And so Bryn's going to be here December 5th. But one of the amazing things that happened after this, and I mentioned it at Fall Fires, and, and this is going to seem a little bit obscure, but just be okay in this. Jonathan and I kept trying to book this architect. We were going to have this architectural team come in and help us kind of get a vision for the next door. We felt like we needed it for certain reasons and, and how, to, how to look at things. And we literally thought it's just for this building. We've, we've got to do that. So, so we've been trying. I mean, it's been months that we've been trying to book it. Well, it seems like, call me crazy, but we give and all of a sudden these guys are ready to come. And we find a time that they can come. They come and... I, I told you at Fall Fires, I've walked this land, I've looked at that building, and I feel like I'm fairly creative in, in some of the ways that I, I look at stuff. And, and when they showed me what they showed me, I was like, oh my goodness. But what they did is they did not even focus on this building. <laughs> some of the people, I had, I had some of uh, our advisors in here that, that, that you know, love me and work closely with me, and, and that I kind of work through some things with when it comes to... to um, big stuff, and, and, and I could tell, like, the, the mood in the room was almost this idea of, like, okay, like, let's move on, but what they did is they said, they said, we want to give you a, a view for the future. The reason we want to give you this view for the future of the entire land that you've been given, of all of this place, and we want to look at the way this entire thing looks, maybe 20 or 30 years from now, but the reason we want to do this is because that way we can make good decisions on just this smaller piece. And I was like, man, that's very amazing thinking. And I love that. And so they show us what this thing could look like. And my vision is absolutely stretched to its brink. And I start to realize we have what we need. We are in a building right now, right? I am speaking to you over a great sound system. We have, we have uh, AC. Our, our roofs need to be repaired a little bit. But hey, other than that, we are in a great, amazing place, and our need, our need is fulfilled as far as a, a people. Now I can start dreaming about a stage that maybe I don't ever preach from, but my boys do, or my, my daughter does, or, or my grandchildren do. And we start to see this thing for what is to come, a generational mindset instead of making need decisions that limit us to, to what it wasn't supposed to be. I want to see, I want to be attuned to what Yahweh wants this land, this certain place to look like so that our children and our children's children can dream effectively. I believe that is the word of this house. So when, so when, they, when they saw this, I go, that's impossible for today. That is not going to happen. There is no way. Exactly perfect. Why do we as kingdom sons and daughters put everything in this possibility box and settle for a good idea when we could dream the dreams of the kingdom. All the gold and the silver is His. All the thoughts. All we need is some divine wisdom to come into this place and show us one little tick to the left or one little tick to the right and we can see things we've never seen before. And I, for one, believe I do not want to walk this planet. I do not want my days to be done here and, and, and me have a pretty looking facility to speak from. To say, look, we did that. 
praise God. No, 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 no. I want, when I get to speak over there, when I get, when this whole thing comes to fruition, if I get to speak, if I don't get to speak, this is what I hope someone says about me, is that was never going to happen. But Yahweh came into a situation because, because Joseph and a tribe decided to allow him to do what he does best and break up the impossible situation and make it possible in their midst. That I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, but it's going to take me trusting him fully and letting go. It allows us to dream as big as we need to dream. And I don't know who it is that needs to hear this this morning, but there is no other way. Solomon is, is noted as the wisest, richest man that's ever walked the face of the earth. And Solomon was wise before he got supernatural wisdom. How do I know that? Because he came from Bathsheba and David, who both came from uh, amazing wisdom. His grandfather, I guess, Solomon's grandfather, was one of uh, David's 37 men. He was very trusted, close to David, probably very wise in the ways of war. His great-grandfather was the closest to David as far as advising. So she comes, his mother, Solomon's mother, comes from very wise people. And we already know that she comes from beauty because David became crazy because of how beauty, beautiful she was. David himself was rugged and good-looking. We know that. We know from his kingship how wise and incredibly gifted he was. And I promise you that Solomon was already wise when he asked Yahweh and said, I am but a child. I don't know how to go in and out. Please bless me with wisdom. I'm telling you what's going to change everything is for you and I to let go of our current good abilities and our current giftings that we think are the, the point and understand he, did, he gave those things to us, but not for those to be the point. We are to trust him in all of our ways. Lean not on our own understandings and he's going to direct our path. So I know you're in agreement with this. I know that you believe in this, but I just need to articulate that this is going to be a house of dreamers. That we are going to dream big because we're not limited by anything. Because He owns it all, and He is the most creative being that has ever, ever existed. He created everything. Everything that we experience today, and you and I, were created by this Master Creator. And through His Holy Spirit, and with His divine wisdom, we are going to experience things that eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor even entered into hearts of man. But it's only going to come through us abandoning the reins and saying, you got it. And that's what happened when we gave that gift to Bryn. So just watch what starts to explode in this house. Just watch what happens generation to generation to generation. Amen? Why don't you go ahead and stand with me? It's got to be generations. It's got to be generational thinking. I, I, I was reminded again... Um, this week of those of those little tiny oak trees that we planted, that the kids planted out there. Just the beauty of that mentality that we might not sit under the shade of those, but they will. You know? In that is such fulfillment. It doesn't mean that we won't, ex we're going to experience some amazing things. This is going to be a crazy ride. This is going to be awesome. So many miraculous things. We are, we are attuning our face to His face and seeing things that I don't think we've seen before. But it only comes from a mentality of generational thinking. Of saying, how will this affect 
my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids? How, how does this kingdom continue to go on through my choices today? And that's what we're building. That, that, that We're the builders for that day. Um, you've heard me talk about it before, but there was tribes. That actually, our, our constitution was influenced by that. They called it the ge- seven, seventh generation mentality or, or, or theory. And basically, they did not make any decisions within their tribe that without considering how it would affect seven generations down the road. What could be solved today in our world if we made decisions based on seven generations and not just our now need right now? Every need that you that you think you need can be met through surrender, sin trust. So, Yahweh, we, we give that to you again today. Show us more ways. Show us more of your ways. Show us more ways that we can throw those reins down. Give us opportunity to express that in our own land, in our own world. And I just thank you so much for the faithfulness of this tribe, the trust in this tribe, the, the, the just beautiful love that we, that we together have for you and the one thing and that focused mindset. I, I, I just ask that you bless them again today. Bless them with your revelation light in their lives. Bless their marriages. Strengthen those things, those ties, those relationships within this house. I, I ask that you just bind those things even stronger together as we step into this, this day of thanksgiving. That you help us to recall and to remember the greatness and the faithfulness of you, Lord, in this, in this day and in this time and in the times before that have led us to this time. Give us supernatural divine wisdom. It's what we need in this time. Give us supernatural divine wisdom. Let us be so attuned to your eyes, the eyes of Yeshua, that we're able to see things from a completely different perspective. I believe it's impossible to have the Holy Spirit and not have divine wisdom. So, Father, I just ask for another filling of Holy Spirit, just a constant filling of Holy Spirit, of your Holy Spirit in our lives to help the creativity start to burst forth in our minds and in our hearts, the, 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 the different angles of, of how to handle situations, of how to do things, the, the way to speak to people, the way to express you in this planet, Yahweh. I just ask for a completely different viewpoint on life altogether through your Holy Spirit and your divine wisdom. We declare this and speak this blessing over this people today. In the nature, in the name of Yeshua the Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Tribe Podcast. To learn more about us or ways to give, please visit our website at tribechurch.com.